Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. (laughs) Hey guys, today on the podcast, I give my opinion on Mia Khalifa's beef with ISIS. Also, our thoughts on Kathy Griffin and Ariston Cooper and how would you deal with Hate mail. <laughs> Paul, I need to hear your opinion on this. Look. <laughs> what happened <laughs> was. You know what? Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm offended by this shit. I gotta go. You know what? I, I do gotta go. I gotta go. You know what? Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm out of here. I got a first class flight to catch. Look. <laughs> All that and more coming up on the podcast. Fridays at the Fountain. If you need to unwind after a busy week, Crystal City bid, they've got you. Try Fridays at the Fountain in Crystal City. It's a weekly pop-up beer and wine garden with great live music in an outdoor beautiful setting. You can get more at crystalcity.org. Also, Pace the Nation. They have an incredible podcast, and they're our partners here. We get to use their studio, and we love talking about them. Check out Pace the Nation. It's a really funny podcast, and also gets you in the know about running. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, we, we go. What's the phrase that you hear every 
day, hey phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day, hey phrase? What's the phrase that you hear every day, hey phrase? What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic and she about to begin. The co-host with the most born one looking fleek. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's cap, pop culture at its best. No need a second guess, separated from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless, many topics to address. Sarah, she's a glamorous, the number one hostess. Oh, my God. Look at that mouth. Oh, that was wonderful. Hey, everybody. Hi, Paul Wharton. Hi, Sarah Frazier. How's it going, doll? Everything good? It's going great. It's going great. It is going great. Um, Welcome, you guys, to the Hey Frazier podcast with Paul Wharton. We are thrilled to be here this week. So much went down in this past week since we got to see you and talk to you. It's been unbelievable. Mayweather-McGregor fight. Did you bet any money on that, Paul? No, but that thing was looking a little close, <laughs> wasn't it? I didn't even watch. I went to bed. I know. You went to bed? <laughs> Show hell our intern is like, oh, how could you go to bed? Honestly, God, I did. I went to a fight night party okay. that my friend TK held, okay. and uh, I probably stayed until, like, I watched that first fight with those two guys that I had no idea who they were, mm-hmm. and then I just went home and went to bed. How was it? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> my sister, Holly, okay, my sister Holly and I are two years and two days apart. So when we were kids... Oh, you're right. like twins almost. Well, well this sort of. is the thing. Yeah. She was born on October 14th. I'm born on October 16th. So when I was a kid, we used to have our birthdays together on October 15th. And we were like twins. Oh. Right. Except Holly was the popular one and I had no friends. That is so hard. That is like shocking for me to believe, isn't it? Because right. you're so... I, I don't know. You're the opposite now. You know what I'm saying? I know you now as somebody that's like such a social butterfly. You walk down the street, everybody knows you. Exactly. Well, that's the interesting thing. So I think because I was a late bloomer, when I went to New York in my 20s to find myself, and then I came back to D.C. to kind of establish myself here, I really didn't spend a lot of time with my sister the way I do now. Right. And right, I, right, right. It's so crazy. So on Saturday, you know, I was texting with her, and I'm like, what are you doing? She was like, nothing. I said, like, come on and meet me. So we met at Union Market over at Rappahannock Oyster Bar. We had the best time. And I just looked at my sister, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have a sister who is two years apart from me. I love spending time with her. It just, it was like a light bulb moment. Awesome. I love being yeah. close with my si- Well, I have one sibling, but isn't that great? It's such it's a great fantastic. bond. And um, you are like just best friends and you have so much history. And one of the things I asked my sister, I said, you know, who are your friends right now that you really trust? Like, mm. who is really loyal to you? And it was really, she said, first she said, oh, all my girlfriends. And she says, huh. Interesting. Um, only like one. <laughs> right. Because I'm into that. But you you don't realize until what you have, right? Until it's yeah. right there in front of you. And you say, wow, I have this great loyal friend. So anyway, my sister and I went to my friend Tracy's house. Tracy Kearney. Oh, Shout yeah. out, girl. Okay. She is so much fun. Just to have a glass of champagne. And Tracy ordered the fight. And we had so much fun. Oh, my God. I bet. But that McGregor was yeah. up in that ass. <laughs> He was up in that ass. I was jumping around like a crazy person. Well, it was, what, 10 rounds before Mayweather Ooh. knocked him out. and um, <laughs> But it was a technical knockout. That's the thing. And McGregor said at the end, you know, he's like, you know, let the man put me down. Oh, right. You know, he okay. was like, I get a little wobbly. It's fatigue. It's energy. Okay, but no, your know. brains are already loose. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Like, right. I don't want to see the rest of it. Mayweather clearly won. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of hype, and I don't know. I guess I'm not really into boxing, so I, I just didn't really care. And I don't know. I, I'm probably the only person that has any issue with this. But mm. I thought it was, and everyone goes, oh, this is genius. 
but I thought it was just the marketing of it was so racist, mm-hmm. you know, and so like the racial things that McGregor was. I don't know. I just well, yeah, feel like he, we're so surrounded you, you by that. You heard the thing he said about the Rocky movie. Um, oh, I don't know. The comment I really that really bothered me was they were at like a press conference and he was saying like something like "Dance for me, boy" or something. I don't know. I just felt it. It, it was so racial and so. And Floyd Mayweather is also had a long history of abusing women. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess we just keep celebrating these people, and maybe I should just get on right. board. And, but and you know, the black folks needed to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all got Trump. <laughs> we got Floyd. We got Floyd. We I did. Mean, they're oh, both that's... pretty bad, but um, I'm happy you won. Anyway, yeah, it was. It was. Everybody was talking about it. It was a moment. Fifty no. I like a nice even number. So fifty and no, and now he's done. So yeah. we don't have to, you know, support that. We hope. Oh, he'll come back anymore. and box Justin Bieber or some shit. They all do for another four hundred million, wouldn't you? That's the only part I agreed with. I was like, yeah, those guys are smart. Like right, I would do it for right. that money too. Who cares who wins or loses? Exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, we also got a huge honor over the weekend. Yes. I I want to read this because I thought that Please. I thought this was like so kind and so thoughtful, and I could not believe. Like they actually listen to the podcast. Isn't that something? People <laughs> listen. People totally they listen. They say things to me at Starbucks. I know. It's it's unbelievable how this show is growing. And over the weekend, last Thursday, mm-hmm. I wake up and people had tagged us that DCist, which is a big deal. Um, it, it, they're associated with Thrillist. They have different sort of like um, websites in different cities. Um, but here in DC, they named our podcast DC's Eleven Best Podcasts for Locals by Locals that you should be listening to and it was like an incredible honor i mean thousands of people listen and look at their website i was like blown was away a great write-up too the write-up so here's the write-up which i was so honored um hey Frage is one of the most downloaded local podcasts on itunes and it's easy to see why the gregarious sarah Fraser and her good friend paul wharton record this jovial weekly dispatch which features a mix of personal stories pop culture references humanizing interviews with vilified celebrities including amarosa and nico grimes along with more serious discussions of social issues it's hard to stop listening when they delve into uncomfortable topics such as the term Oreo, conversion therapy, dog breed bands, the opioid crisis, and dot, 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 blowjob classes. <laughs> Look at us! Oh, my God! You guys, and Joelle is here, by the way. Joelle, honestly, I think it was your story of basically feeling that you're white inside that got us, though, so thank you. <laughs> you're <laughs> Right. I wanted to thank you, Paul, because yeah. you've done an amazing job, and together this has been an unbelievable honor. Hasn't so, it been wonderful? Yes. I mean, thousands of people are listening. The podcast is growing, and that was just an incredible thing for us. Awesome. So, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I want to so, thank our sponsors that have always been here to support us. I mean, really. I mean, you know what really I mean? Have, we yeah. couldn't do it without them. Thanks for sticking with us through thick <laughs> and through thin. <laughs> I prefer it thick. Let's just keep it moving with yes. that. Focus on this article, <laughs> not on your emails. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about that? I'm sure we'll. Uh, yeah, we might as well. I feel like we don't keep anything a secret. Okay. Uh, we'll give you the abbreviated version, but this morning we came in to record the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're here at Pacers, and we have this agreement with Pacers. We, we you know promote, we talk about them, and they let us use this amazing podcast space. Mm-hmm. So one of the managers comes in and he goes, hey, I just got this email. So I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. Our <laughs> podcast probably sold some shoes. You know, look at me. I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah, like, sure. That. And it's this woman going in on me about basically how I call myself a, quote, journalist at best. But I'm really, um, oh, what was the word? I got to even go back. It was like. You say you're aggressive. Toxic, and- aggressive. Have you seen the party that she tried to throw at Trump? Um, hotel last year at the election and raise money and you shouldn't be associated with her and all this stuff. And she's sending this to our sponsors. 
That's which so is crazy. like the I think it's another podcast. I mean, who does this? Who has time to do that? Well, that's what's fascinating to me. It's obviously like you were saying, you're like, okay, what's got up this woman? Like something happened. Although I do think that this is just the fallout of you know, the more you grow, mm-hmm. people hate that. They really sure. do. I don't know sure. why. I really don't, because it's like Anybody you have a conversation with, for the most part, people you surround yourself with, people mm-hmm. I surround myself with, they always root for other people. So I'm like, is it just the toxic internet or what? Yeah. But this woman, and we, we debated, we, we tried to call her earlier, see if she'd be on the show. Um, she left her phone number and everything at the end of the uh, email. But I'm like, wouldn't you write that to me? Why are you writing it to sponsors? I mean, really? That's so malicious. Um, she says, I find Sarah Fraser to be distasteful, disrespectful, divisive, uninformed, and unprofessional. Is this the kind of personality you want representing your group? Um, God. Yeah, and then she goes on to talk about, have you watched her podcast? How about that GoFundMe she started where she tried to rent a suite at Trump Tower? <sighs> yeah, well, bitch, we raised a lot of money for that, and everybody else wanted to be a part of it. So exactly. maybe you should have come out. You wouldn't be so angry. Oh, my God. Maybe we should get her on three-day rule. Yes, that woman needs to get laid. I mean, oh, what? gosh. You take the time to write that. But I feel like, again, you know, <laughs> look at Joel. I feel like this. I read that, and I thought I could always be Joel Olstein. Yes. Which, you know, no one's more hated than that man. Exactly. So there's still like, come out on top. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, that was all of our excitement. Exactly. Uh, but you guys have got us here. So thank you for supporting this show. And that's really why we're on DCS. Absolutely. Huge honor. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And this woman that wrote to us, um, why don't you go eat rocks and read that article? <laughs> Exactly. Everyone else likes us. She read the article. Yeah, yeah, she did, and then she was like, "How many weeks has it been since uh, Trump was elected?" That's when Almost that election party was. So okay. that happened like a year ago. So you're now, now writing she people. This thing. That really bothered you, and it was like tongue in cheek. Everybody had a great time. Child cheese. <laughs> That's what Anyhow. I say when I don't want to be bothered. Child cheese. Uh, you guys, look. You know this podcast is all anything goes. It's a free-for-all with Paul Wharton. We talk pop culture. We talk news. We talk our personal lives. And we have AJ, who does our pop culture and news. AJ is amazing. She's what, 23 years old? How old are you? 23. Just 23. 23. You were so great. You came to our happy hour last week at Whitlow's on Wilson. You and your boyfriend were, like, converting new people. You were, I was living. And I was trying to convert your boyfriend. <laughs> I offered to be a sugar daddy. I mean, God, the, the guy looks like he, 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 he needs a sugar such a daddy in his life. Because I'm you so really hard did. on him. And I'm always like, He's oh, going to leave you. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Like, men do. They only take so much. Believe me, I, I know. know. <laughs> Mine's like threatening to leave me all the time. I'm like, yeah, I, I put him down all the time. Like, no, don't wear that. Are That's you that not girlfriend? cute. I am. I don't even know why. I mean, he moved to D.C., so we could be together because the long distance thing was too hard. Now he's here. And so anyways, whenever anybody says like, oh, he's hot, especially if it's gay, if he gets mm-hmm. gay looks, if he gets mm-hmm. straight looks, I'm like, oh, okay. It's a compliment to me, I think. He was showing up. What didn't you, you didn't like the way he tucked in his pants or something. <laughs> okay. So he had a big ass polo and, <laughs> and his big thing is like, no, Andre, I have to tuck my shirt in because it looks messy if it's out. I'm like, no, it looks like but he was showing up that waist. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see what you're talking about. I just saw. You know what? It's a big. Right. It's a, I'm asking Sarah now. You know what? It's like a big fluffy polo, and it's too big for him, and he right. has to tuck it in. But I'm like, now you're just looking like you have a bulge in your pants, and your waist is tight, and I'm okay. just like, I all that sounds great. How much longer do we give these two? <laughs> like, like Where can we follow him on social media? Yeah, he's cute. That's another thing. No social media. He doesn't do social media. He has a Facebook, but never goes on it. All he does is look up memes on on Instagram, and that's it. Okay. What does he do all day with his life? Like, I know he works. Then what? So he just got a job yesterday. We're so happy for him. (laughs) Thank God. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> he was working as like as a, like a bar back, bartender, bouncer kind of thing when he moved here, and so now he's finally doing IT at the Pentagon. Nice. Yay, that's like a great gig. Yeah, so now maybe he can take me out once or twice a month. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay. All right. So it's Fallen. deeper than the surface. So you actually have a really good shot. I like, do. You can take this guy out. I said, Iggy, you know what? Take Paul's deal, and then whatever goods you get, you can bring it back to exactly. me. Bring it home to Mama. Bring it all home. both sides. Oh, my so God. So when the three-day rule came in, I was like, you know what? Um, do you guys have any matchmakers for me? I am half single. I'm like, no, no. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Poor Shame Iggy. Shame being thrown. Anyways, guys. How's your week going? It's been a busy week. Oh my god, it has. It's been a crazy week. It's I been feel a crazy like week. It, it's like always full circle, right? I right. mean, from everything. It's such a roller coaster. Well, first of all, I'm on a juice cleanse. Did I tell you all this? <laughs> no. What's this? This is my this? third day. Well, you know, you look okay, so I'll good. I'll be honest with these people. You know, I was going to have a little touch up lipo, like, you know. I mean, I'm going to be real honest. Quick, real quick. You know, we just, just know where to I told stop. You this, right? Yes, but you're like. But so, so I decided instead of doing that, so I don't have to recuperate for three months, right. that I'm going to. I'm doing my three day juice cleanse, and then I'm back in the gym, and I've got a new trainer, and I've got a new, you know, life coach, and all that. So I'm trying to work it off naturally. <laughs> do you feel Meditate. dizzy when you do only juice all day? Because I did like no, liquid because I'm diet. doing a lot of different, you know, okay, vegetables good. and good, good, good. food. Do you have a juice machine where you juice yourself? I have, like, the whole thing. The whole nine yards. (laughs) The whole thing. I want to see his kitchen set up. (laughs) No, 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 no. You, you get yeah. like 15 fruits and then it, 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 uh, it amounts to, to like, literally yeah, an ounce of, of juice. Which is why when you it's go buy expensive. them, they're right. like $15. You're like, for this damn juice thing? Yeah, I yeah. make some and I buy some. Then I make some smoothies and then I do, you okay, know. Okay, so okay, I'm okay. working it out. It's all liquid, but it's going to be great. You are I like, feel fantastic. I have so much energy. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the new Jack LeLand. Right? I love it. Yes. Oh, Richard Simmons. I could probably pick you up could, where he left Richard, off. You could. Give me a little exercise studio with some leg warmers. Yes. I would run the shit out of that. Hell yeah. I want to do just a just a pilot episode of I that. already want to be the Black Liberace. Well, you are on your way. Okay. People love you, so right. you can make all that happen. We want to start off with okay, what's up? With news yeah. and pop culture. Yes. Not to change, but I know we got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, we want to say um, just safety to everybody with Harvey. I know it's yes. been it's, yeah. this is the wake of Harvey. It's a terrible. It's just been a huge, huge deal, and I know it's been touched with every single news um, there's just so much behind it, yeah. but we want to make sure. I've seen a lot of scams out there. You don't want to donate. Make sure you don't donate to fake. How do you tell these fake scams for Houston? How do you know? Or? It's usually the ones that'll have. It's like online. How to donate? So you just want to stick with the big corporations like Red Cross. That is a reputable source. All yeah. the news stations. Those are reputable. Um, you just want to be careful of those. It, it's literally like an ad on your computer, and it'll okay. just be coming up. And you can call numbers. You can put it on the phone. Never do it over the phone like that. That's. When you get the text that comes to your phone, you don't know who it's coming from. Is I that real? I wouldn't trust that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I personally wouldn't trust that. I get all those, too. Yeah. I get all those. Too. I get the phone calls, too. You know, your mom's about to go to jail. you got to donate to Houston right now. Okay. And, like, all that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like. I'm on their list. Yeah. There's a special place in hell for people that are taking that. <laughs> yes. Out of that. And you just. Yeah. It's a crazy thing. Karma will get you. You know, everyone definitely do what you can. The interesting thing about this crisis and this catastrophe is it's made me want to engage more with the people that need my help right here in our town. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's really you good. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I've yeah. shared that before, how I felt a bit more balanced before when I was really engaged in the community and helping. So this has made me actually reach back out and kind of get back in. Uh, and mm-hmm. the only 
positive that comes out of situations like this, and I, I will say this a million times, but at the end of the day, there's nobody more generous than Americans. Americans always come out for each other. Oh, absolutely. And I truly believe if you want your life to change in this country, somebody here will always help you, no matter what. That is the spirit of this country. And I feel like when we argue about politics and things, it's... No offense, but I feel like it's first world problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you have a flood like that. Nobody cares about Trump or, you know, Melania's heels or whatever. And then a whole other controversy when Melania shows up in heels and there's a huge flood. That was a poor... Until we all go up in smoke, but uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, when North Korea does blow us away. Exactly, I'm like, okay. It'd be too late anyway, yeah. No, but we have seen the face of America. There's people helping out. No matter what color they are, they're coming out and they're helping each other. And it's a beautiful image. It's awesome. It's what this country's about. So God bless them. God bless them. Yes. Want to touch Joel Osteen? We already mentioned it. This huge, huge, famous mm-hmm. mega church pastor. Pastor, exactly. Not opening his doors. It's been a lot of different things all over Twitter. I don't know. Mm. I think his doors were open, and it says he had his own website tweeted out. Uh, we are not. We're going to open up our doors once all of the shelters f- reach are capacity. Full. Are right. full, right? But then he came out himself, and he was like, "You know what? We never closed doors." And they showed. There's so many different pictures of his church being flooded versus churches not being flooded. Want me to play the news clip? He we was on the news clip. CBS this morning with Gail King, and he answers the controversy. So here's Joel Osteen. Take a listen. It appears to this. that the doors were not open to anyone. How do you explain the discrepancies? Well, you know, Gales, our doors have always been open. We received people even as soon as the water started receiving, but we worked Did with the Joel? city constantly. The city sh- set up a shelter about four miles from here that can house 10,000 people, showers, dormitories, kitchens, security, all that. They didn't need us as a shelter at that point. They wanted us to be a distribution center, things like that. So we said, fine, you do that, we'll do our part, never dreaming that we'd have so many people needing shelters. When they filled up, they said, we need shelters. We started our shelter but you know this this notion that we would turn people away or that we're not here for the city we've been here for 60 years doing this tropical yeah, storm Joel, think- anyway he goes on to say bullshit joel you didn't want the mud on the carpets we know you no i'm just kidding <laughs> did she challenge him i mean his 10 yeah. million dollars. he also owns a 10 million dollar estate like open yes. up your own mansion doors and have people in your house well. i honestly didn't realize people hated him so much i kind of like him on saturday morning you yeah. turn him on yeah i don't, I don't know think people thought. hated him until now because oh, i don't I know he makes I, so much money off of this it's not even propaganda it's just i don't even I have well i think of- people have a very hard time accepting and i would love to know your thoughts on this but i think in life, people have a hard time accepting now these pastors of mega churches that fly on private sure. jets. There was mm-hmm. just a guy called out like a year ago. He and his wife, and you know, he had some bullshit excuse about how he has to get you know get to people to preach the word of the Lord faster. Yeah, and, that was a you know, crap low dollar, right? Yeah. And it's like I think people are beginning to go, hmm. Religion is more politics and money than it is about sure. having spirituality, and I think that's what people have a major issue with. But one thing I will say about. Joel Osteen and his mega church is that church. What does it say? It, it seats a hundred fifty thousand or um, yeah, it's like something like that. Fifty thousand or hundred. It was like something huge. But I mean, I do think that there is some kind of preparation that has to go into receiving people. people. You, you know, just to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think you can just open the doors and then it's just like. Come on in. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure that they need food. They need some place for those people to lay down. They need blankets. They need things, right? Right. I, no, I think you're. I think you're correct. It does take preparation. I think security. Yeah. Right. I mean, that too. you know, that too. just to protect them from each other. But, you know, so there are certain things in it. I, but then, then again, if you have eight feet of water, just open them up. 
I mean, you know what right. I mean? Just open the door and let me in, and we'll figure all that other stuff out later. So... There's no, outside too. I know. We could talk about yeah. I mean, talk about I, it for the whole yeah, it would yeah, take because, the whole thing. I mean, I have conflicted feelings about it. I just don't know I don't understand you know, but yet Joel is a super motivational person. So he's more than just a pastor, you know, to people that aren't religious. Right. He spreads a good message. Mm-hmm. So should you live middle class because you've made all this money or is the guy really good? I don't know. I don't Two know. Two sides to everything. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'm moving us along. I'm okay. taking us back three months ago. Okay. When Kathy Griffin posted the beheaded Trump in Twitter. Yes. Created this huge controversy. It got her fired from certain gigs. It was a big thing. Of course, she's a, she's going to bounce back. What is she? D-list? Mm-hmm. Um, my life on the D-list. My I used to love D-list. that show. Yeah. My life on the D-list living right next door to Kim and Kanye. <laughs> She's doing all right. Well, we, right, well right, right, she about. was yeah. life on the D-list. I was yeah. obsessed with yeah. that show because she really mm-hmm. was D-list. She, she hadn't really made it to mm-hmm. like mainstream. Mm-hmm. She was with that husband that ended up like stealing $70,000 from her in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, her parents were funny. So she, I thought she started out great, but yeah. And it's been, what this, she's been friends for, forever with Anderson Cooper. And this new thing came out that they're long, what is it, like a two-decade long, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like 20 long. years. Yeah. So long. Their friendship is now over. She's had been uninvited for coming back. Um, CNN her, dropped yeah, her. C- yeah, CNN dropped her. Uh, and her thing with Anderson Cooper for 10 years, discussing, he was just pissed off. And I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this, because, I mean, yeah. would you drop her because of this? Yeah, I wanted to hear, like, if you've ever had a friendship, because I, I kind of feel like I'm going through this, and I'm not, I'm not really sure. Okay. This is a friend that I would say things have been funny for the past, like, year, and, and we've had sure. email exchanges and come-to-Jesus moments yeah. and heart-to-heart, but yet it just doesn't seem like it's there. So I was just kind of wondering if you've ever had... I go through this all the time. <laughs> with all your friends? <laughs> no, not with all of them, but I really do feel that... Um, all friendships aren't meant to be in forever. Mm. I really do. And I think that um, when it's a struggle like that and, and, you know, you talk and you communicate and you try to work things out, well, you know, sometimes just because, you know, you hear people say, oh, I've known you for 10 years. No, you met me 10 years ago. You have not known me for 10 years. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I met you 10 years ago. But, you know, in, in terms of friends, no, my mom always asks, how's John? Or someone like that, you know, whatever. I'm making that up. How's John? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in what four years. What happened with John? Girl, don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Like, I have moved on. Like, God bless him. So some people, you know, I'm okay with moving on from. And um, I don't need to tell them to go F themselves. But she basically said that he was really, you know, he was getting a ton of heat from the network and from people to, you know, basically say, hey, look, what she did was awful. And she said she's fine with that. She understood that he had to do that, but he never really gave her the heads up. So do you think he owed that heads up to her or do you think she should well, have made it Well, the interesting deal? thing about Anderson is most people, of course, you know, know him to be what a democrat right uh, yeah yeah for the definitely most, right? right even though he doesn't speak a lot about that on cnn but and he's super rich vanderbilt but yeah right so <laughs> do you remember when andy cohen and anderson had their ac360 show yeah. no no no, not ac360 when they had their what is it called the andy cohen and anderson when they do their traveling show yeah yeah and they're on I do. stage okay. so i went with all the housewives of potomac yes to the show so anderson and andy we were backstage before the show and we did some tequila shots and Anderson actually partook in the shots as well but he had a special guest there with him a good friend do you know who it was who that guy Jason Miller who is a CNN contributor he's a big Republican he's a 
total Trump supporter. Interesting. He is one of these people that it doesn't matter what Trump does. Trump is always right. Everyone else is wrong. Fake news. Blah, 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 blah. So listen. So there was a story that broke not too long ago because on the campaign trail, he had an affair on his wife with a, a Trump transition advisor, A.J. Delgado. She had a baby from the affair. Ooh. Do you remember this? Oh, my God. Now I do remember this. Wow. Yeah, now okay. I know where you're going. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. guy and his wife, who you know he cheated on, were there at the show. So I thought that was really interesting because this guy is one of these total Trump supporters. Yeah. And yet he was Anderson's special friend. You know, special guest right. at the at the show, and I saw him in the um, you know, backstage. Yeah, so you're. It's I like if those two have a friendship and can and can work through things. It's Hello. Like, why can't he and Kathy? Breaking news right. on the Hey Phrase of Hard Work podcast. <laughs> something fishy. You think something else went something on there? Something fishy. Mm, interesting. She's been hosting it for ten years. Yeah. The um, CNN's New York New York Eve's broadcast, and I just feel like after ten years, why would New Year's Eve? Did I say that right? Yeah. The CNN New Year's Eve, and I just think after ten years, I wouldn't get past all your your minor bullshit, and then come on and be professional. Or maybe this is too. Much. And didn't Anderson say that he thought it was so disgusting? Now listen, listen. I, I mean, I thought it was kind of bad. I, I did. Like, and I get. Here's my thing. Like, I'm on the Tina Fey train right now, and people, she's going to be the next super polarizing person right. that may lose her career. But um, Tina Fey has basically come out and said, "Look." I do comedy, and comedy is meant to make people uncomfortable. It's meant to bring up things, whether it's race or sexuality or whatever, that is awkward. That's what the stage and, and comedy is for. And if you don't, if you get offended by that or if you have trauma from that, you shouldn't be involved or coming to comedic shows. And she said, I'm not going to comment on my – I'm not going to explain my jokes. And I actually think now in this day and age, like – the minute you apologize, unless you've done something truly, truly damaging, right? It just becomes the kiss of death. Didn't Trump say that the Second Amendment people could take care of Hillary during one of his campaign rallies? He's yes. not a comedian. It, Why, how come that's a joke? And what she's well, doing is... That requires an apology. But what I'm saying is, like, Kathy oh, he Griffin... he never apologized. Right, and he's never yeah. going to apologize. But I'm saying that Kathy Griffin is a comedian. I, the minute she started apologizing, and now she comes out and says... I don't know if you saw this article. She's like, I'm taking back my apology. It's yeah. Like, now it's just you desperate. Can't do it. It's so desperate. It's like be Tina Fey, just right. uh, you know, own up, die on the sword, or yeah. you know, you know, she like takes the sword out and stabs herself again. It's mm -hmm. like nobody now. No one wants to follow you. It's like it, nobody wants wishy washy anymore. We've been there. We've done that with all these celebrities that half heartedly apologize, like Chris Brown, and then they go back and they sure. do all this crazy. Absolutely, crap. there's Absolutely. my rant. Anyway. So there's my rant. What do you, you think he should have done? He should have gone to her because I go to people once. I go to my and friends. that's the only chance you get. <laughs> that's it. You know, to work out that issue. Maybe right. twice, if I really like him. <laughs> but he should have at least gone I'll to her. The three, four, four, <laughs> what are we on, six? Yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many? Like, why don't we not put any numbers? Let's just not put <laughs> yeah, a number on it, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, but I guess you should have gone, picked up the phone, and called her. And I think you're right. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, look, I, I do this to you. I've yeah. done this to other people in my life. I think lots of times you don't think. You, you mm -hmm. don't think about it. And I think you think, oh, fine, I'll make a statement, and then we'll figure it out later. When she's probably right. You know, he did owe her a phone call. Look, I'm getting a ton of heat. I, I have to come out and say this. You know, I love you, but it kind of was distasteful, and I support you, but... But then again, who can you trust? Could he have trusted her for him to share that and for her not to say, Anderson called and said he had to do this? Yeah. You yeah. know? I, and you're right. There probably was something more there. 
yeah. you know. Yeah. But maybe it was CNN. Yeah, that's he released story. a statement. Yeah, we're still friends. And look, I said what I said about her in the tweet saying she, that was disgusting with the head. Uh, he goes on to say, I didn't think what she said was appropriate, but I wish her the best and hope she bounces back. So I wish okay. her the best. That's a little cold. Yeah, after, yeah, after 20 years of friendship, you're like, it's not a lot. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let them figure their... Uh, Right. We'll yeah. See what happens. But That's sorry, ridiculous. sorry, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Kathy. Good luck. I feel your career is headed back to the D list. Unfortunately, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, you're right. She is. You're right because she is living next to Kim and Kanye, so she she's good. So fine. She's doing fine. Uh, and then my last, my last thing is I don't know if DC has something to worry about, but there's a a march that's occurring right now. It left from Charlottesville on Monday. It's a 10, 10 day march. It's gonna end here in D.C. September 6th. They're going to plan to occupy D.C. and go through with nonviolent um, demonstrations. Who's marching? It's it's called, let me read you is this. Is that Antifa? Is that how you say it? I'm oh, probably saying it wrong. Oh, I just I don't even it up, know. But it's <laughs> I don't even follow it anymore. I'm like, okay. It's called the March to Confront White Supremacy, and they're basically coming to D.C. to demand that Trump leave office. It's just a little, you know, they, they say it's going to be nonviolent, but whenever we see the Charlottesville, it starts with nonviolent and then ends in tragedy because people can't control themselves and there's two sides to everything. And um, Well, these people look like they're marching in unity. Uh, yeah, this picture comes from it. It was, on the, it was on the article, but I'm a little nervous that sometimes they just take photos and they're like, oh, this looks peaceful. Yeah. And God. then they put... Good for them. 17 um, miles they're going to walk every day. God bless you. I'd get God a bike. I should do that. I, I would need lipo then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can take that. Where, where are they now? We'll drop they him drop off. off? Yeah, <laughs> he'll, by the time he'll come back. So let's see. Now that there's it's 10 days, only have eight days left. I think you're good. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd <laughs> burn right, a well, bunch of calories. We can raise $40,000. And this is to cover food costs. Um, and they only have they have 60 confirmed people that are already walking, but people are joining in along the way. That's they put amazing. their path. I know. And it's all of this huge demonstration. Of course, they're staying, and I think, hotels though each night okay i don't think they're actually gonna just like right put out their tents and right. hang out in the streets but no um, i mean i respect them for what they're doing and of course i want them to you know yeah. keep it on the up and up and not be violent they're saying this is the time to confront white supremacy in our government throughout our history we demand that president trump to be removed from office um and ideologizing the ideology of hate we demand an agenda that repairs the damage it's done to our country and its people uh so we have to see it. September 6th. Follow up with us. That's next an interesting. Week when it's going to be big. Yeah, yeah. I think. Good for them. I, for them. Yeah. I think it's awesome when people put aside, you know, because you have a life. You've got mm -hmm. work, you got kids, mm -hmm. you got commitments. And right. when you make that sacrifice to go out there and protest, good for you. Absolutely. You're exercising a good right. Absolutely. If I could afford to take off uh, <laughs> three weeks plus from my job to afford my lifestyle, for sure. You could show up on the 6th, though. <laughs> I can Stand hit up the people on the, on the right like, side I was of here history. the whole time. I was here the whole time, friends. Yeah, you were. I love it. Traveled. Anyways, thanks, guys. Love Enjoy you much. It. Where can people follow love you? It was great. The Andrea J. Lopez on Instagram. Uh, if you want some, some fun snaps. Snapchat as well. The like, a, the Andrea J Lopez. By the way, you were a lot of fun at that happy hour. I know we talked about it, but can I, I just say that I stayed Nancy. way you later? Were a lot of fun. I stayed between. I know you had to work the, the next day, Paul, yeah. and he was like, "I gotta be out. I gotta be out, y'all. I gotta work." You know how it is. You know how I gotta work. I was like, "Well, I don't." So <laughs> I do my <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Um, I don't." So I got way 
too a little bit drunk. And then Iggy was like, had to take, my boyfriend's name is Iggy, and he had to take me home. And I mean, I was fine. We took the Metro, but like, I don't really remember the Metro ride, which oh is good gosh. for me anyways, because I don't It's <laughs> a shitty ride, yeah. This is the Metro ride. here today. <laughs> when, when, Paul, when Paul texted us, I was I like, you you're kidding. lying. Yeah, no, you're I lying. took the Metro because, you know, where I live, I have to park like three blocks from my house. Right. Because there's no, I live in a very old building. There's no parking underground. And rats fall in your cars and stuff, right? I know. <laughs> so you know what I decided to do when I walked out? It was so beautiful. I just started walking to the metro. He was like, look at me. Look at me doing me. Look at me doing peasant things. Walking to the metro. Oh, please. No, I love it. I was talking to people. Hey, girl, how you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's me. Mm-hmm. I was doing that. It was fun. Oh, my God, AJ. Love you guys. But if you ever want to do another happy hour, um, put it we do. on my calendar. As soon as my juice cleanse is over. <laughs> We're I'm all boozing again. You. We're boozing. All right, yeah. perfect. All right, thanks, uh, guys. You guys are going to want to stick around because at the end of this podcast, we have on a special guest. This uh, Alicia Kenilworth is a friend of mine, and I've known her forever. She actually was an intern um, at Hot 99.5 at the radio station where I was for many years. And now she's a matchmaker, a professional matchmaker in D.C. So three-day rule is here, and we're just busting their ass about, like, is dating is D.C. the worst dating city or not? And we may get our intern, Joelle, who's never dated. She's black, <laughs> never dated a black man. We may yeah. set her up. Yeah, I think that needs to happen. Oh, my God. I do, too. Uh, Paul, you had a great pod. We need to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Mervis, and you wrote an awesome blog that people need to check out. Oh, yes. I certainly did, Sarah Frazier. Good. Well, we, you know, everybody, it seems like everybody right now is getting engaged. Do you yeah. find that? Do you have a lot of friends getting engaged? Um, I don't hear you talking about going to weddings that much. No, because, see, I'm 35 now, and most of them have been divorced. <laughs> most of like, okay. half are divorced. Yeah. They're looking for man number two. Okay. Um, and then the other half, some of them are married, um, and then a lot of them are like us. I don't, I don't know. What do you call me? I, I'm not really in a hurry to get married. Yeah. Have you been know. engaged? No, close. I okay. did. I had a guy ask me, and I couldn't say yes. Did and he give you a ring? He, yeah. And he asked me like three times, and I just couldn't get the words out. It was really You really gave the awkward. ring back? Yes. Okay. And he, we actually went to... You haven't heard this story? No. Oh, yeah. So oh, I was my with gosh. this guy for almost five years, and... He, uh, we were we were having issues, and my mom called me and she goes, you know, I think he's gonna ask you to marry him this weekend. And I like went into complete like I was physically sick. I was like, oh my god, I can't say I can't say yes. He was older too. He's 14 years mm-hmm. older. He was divorced. He had two kids. Very really really nice guy. But um, I have the 10 year rule: 10 years older, five years younger. Okay. Because older men at some point do not want to do things that young women they just don't. They can't. They don't. They, old men love to golf. They love to fish. They like to jerk off. They don't want to do stuff with us, okay? Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So, I... he comes down to D.C. and he says, I'm going to, you know, and I, I said when he walked in the door, I was like, I think you're going to ask me to marry me this weekend. I can't, like, I don't want to do this. I get, we really need to figure this stuff out. He was like, no, don't worry about it. He's like, you know, we always said if our relationship ended, we'd go have a nice dinner. So I have reservations at, Ritz, at the Ritz. Sure. So we'll go to the Ritz and we'll have our dinner and we'll figure it out. So he forgets to tell the Ritz that we're no longer engaged. So we are sitting at the chef's table with all this spotlight on us and five champagne buckets because it's a seven course meal where we're supposed to be getting all this wine meanwhile I've been crying hysterically all day long we show up he never tells them so they start seating us start bringing us all these meals I can't stop crying at some point they realize there's no engagement they kill the lights start taking away the champagne buckets and we leave there and he proceeded to ask me to marry him two more times I was like I can't uh, no oh my god (laughs) yeah do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine, or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I, 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. You did not want to be with that man. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't. Ed was a really nice guy. He was a lot of fun, but it was it just would not have been a good marriage. And uh, so crazy. But he did. He had a big. Um, it was actually his grandmother's ring, which I didn't really want, but it was three carats, okay. and it was this like Ooh, nice. pearl. Yeah, it was gorgeous, but it was like a giant cocktail ring. Wow. And he whipped that thing out a couple of times and was like, "Will you marry me?" Wow. Will you marry me now? Would you think about me? Wow. <laughs> that man really wanted to be with you. Wow. That's was, so deep. Wow. It was really tough. It was very emotional. I mean, I joke about it now. But he went on to remarry a really nice woman. And I was going to say, can we do like an Oprah? Where are they now? Yeah. So where is him on? So oh, my God. He is so much fun. Like he, he, you know, he would drink and party. He was really great. Yeah. But So now he's married. Yeah. And he just, I think he had two kids. I'm not sure if he was wild about having another kid, but I think he mm-hmm. would have. But I feel like I would have been doing it all. Like yeah. I think yeah. he was a person and he makes great money and did then. But I think he would throw money at a problem, but he wouldn't really be involved Time. in the problem. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And that's, I think that's fine when you're older, but I think when you're younger, you want to have a life with someone Absolutely. that's like hey, there yeah. with you. Putting yeah. In time. yeah. Come yeah. In. So, so the blog post right. was basically about truly unforgettable ways to pop the big question. Well, one that of my, was one. It, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't tell the people that it's yeah. not going down, right? Yeah. So one of my besties, Erica Gutierrez, who I love, 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 she actually, it's so weird, she was married. The last serious relationship I had was that her I took him to her last wedding her first wedding oh yeah they're divorced and now she's engaged to someone else that's her one true love now she's engaged to Kevin yeah so anyway so everybody's getting engaged and I should be on husband number three and I'm way behind so (laughs) I've got to go soon but anyway so I talk about different ways to get uh, engaged trivia marriage proposals scavenger hunts make how to make a day of it and all this and I called our friend Jonathan Mervis of Mervis Diamond Importers because, you yeah. know, people go to him all the time about how to get engaged. And I wanted to know if he had anything to say about that. And he said, you know, Paul, I've heard so many incredible stories over the years. It's hard to pick favorites. I think the first step is find something meaningful that the two of you really like, whether it's a place or an activity or something you've always joked about. And then let your dreams go wild from there. Use that as your starting point and just go all out. That's what he Ooh, says. Ooh, Dan and I like Game of Thrones. That'd be awesome. I think we should recreate that incest scene. Like, oh that would be God. amazing. How okay. do you think? <laughs> no, I feel about that. But people can check that out at paulwhartonstyle.com. Maybe that woman that wrote in was actually right. correct. Or maybe she is right. This is awkward. <laughs> I feel like my mind really does go to the gutter. 
Uh, you know what? You had a good point when you wrote that email. Actually, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, Paul Wharton style. It's PaulWhartonStyle.com. It's PaulWhartonStyle.com, and you can check out um, all those fabulous rings at Mervis. Get your engagement ring there and email us because we'll set you up directly with Jonathan. You can email Paul Wharton uh, Style at Yahoo.com or Sarah at HeyFrage.com. And we're having a big party on September 28th. Yeah, and Mervis more to come on, yeah. on that. We can't yeah. wait to tell mm-hmm. you. A couple more stories here before we get our three date rule uh, people on. Paul, you were right last week. We talked about the Catholic priest who was a KKK member who wrote yeah. this really mm-hmm. lovely um, letter and he right was resigning. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. There was right. actually a woman in his parish in Arlington, Virginia, who was a journalist who began to start outing him and she was the one that essentially said, hey, uh, she called the, the parish office and she said, you know, can I, could you bring up those records of um, Father William Atchison about when he was involved in the KKK? I just, I want to do some research. And they were like, uh, are you a journalist? And she was like, I am, but I'm also a member here at the church. Anyway, and then two days later, he writes this thing. So they knew it was coming and she essentially says he was a teacher. I know. She says when she was in middle school in the early 2000s, he taught a Civil War history class for the home school group at my church in Shenandoah County in Woodstock, Virginia. He was also a former KKK member. Um, and she says that he never paid the fine that he was supposed to pay. Uh, before that, he was charged with six cross burnings in Maryland and sending a threatening letter to Coretta Scott King. He had mm. also been charged with making pipe bombs and was found with various weapons. Oh, wait a minute now. Yeah, he was that doing was a little <laughs> bit more than I thought he was doing. Okay. That was like 20 years ago. Okay. She says, I remember him as an opposing figure who took his history lesson to homeschoolers very seriously. He had a reputation for being a bit gruff, but he was never unkind to me. Um, and he knew so much about history. I trust him when he taught us that the Civil War was fought for states' rights, not slavery. Mm. Um, that the South, the South's cause was noble and just. So that's how she says he remembered that, and that was in 2000. So okay, I I didn't learn it that way, but so it was a matter maybe. of moments before all that was coming out, huh? Yeah. So okay. she was the one that was putting the pieces together, and now he is no longer a part of the church. So oh. you were absolutely right on that one. Yeah. Uh, Mia Khalifa, we've talked about her in the past on this podcast. She's a porn star, um, and she's also very controversial. She's Lebanese-American, and she sparks a lot of outrage in the Arab world because sometimes in her porns in the past, she's worn the hijab. Okay. <sighs> Maybe not the best move. I don't know how you guys feel about this one. Mm. Anyway, Khalifa is now says that she is receiving threats from ISIS members who have posted photos of her bloodied and beheaded on social Oof. media outlets. Would that get you to stomp? Uh, yeah. That would. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That would. That would yeah. be. Oh yeah. Joelle is our intern. Joelle, um, hey, your microphone's actually on. Hey, so you actually know Mia, right? I have friends that know her, and we've I've, we've met once. So we're not. Like, oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. You're best friends as far as we're concerned. You guys are tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you get, are you going to reach out? We need to get I'm going to try. Podcast. I'm going to see if my friend will set me up with her and see if we can have her on the show. Okay, don't um, stop. This is your I first don't lesson. Think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't want ISIS coming in here, though. Uh, yeah, oh, I think we, I'm good. <laughs> but definitely send her my best. <laughs> And, um, you know... I didn't even think about that part. Yeah. Oh, I thought, hey, you know what? We should really have her on talk about how she's taking this. Why don't you do that on your Mindful Monday show? (laughs) On a different show? Okay. (laughs) Maybe we will. Anyway, more to that. Uh, Martha Stewart. Are you a big fan of Martha Stewart? 
Paul, were you ever a big Martha fan? I'm a huge Martha Stewart fan. Oh, you are? She's got a really good article out with the New York, oh, sorry, thecut.com, and she talks about how she did it, and she gives all of her advice. Um, how she made her brand? How she made her brand, but also like what she does in her day-to-day routine. She okay. says she gets up every morning at 6 a.m., she takes a shower, she washes her hair, or whatever else she has to do, then she's at the gym by 6.30 or 7 a.m., depending on when my trainer gets there. Uh, on gardening, she gardens every single day. She has a meeting with her gardener. She rushes back from her commitments in New York City, goes out to her, her um, Connecticut home, has a whole milk cappuccino, and then goes through a checklist of what her gardener needs to do. Wow. On commuting to work, she says that she gets in the car every day. She has a copy of the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, New York Post in paper form. I always have it on my iPad, but I like to look at the pictures and stuff on my ride in the car. And then I do Sudoku, and I do the Ken Ken, and then I talk on the phone. And Gosh, <laughs> she really got into it, huh? So wait, she goes every from Connecticut day. into New York every day? Yes. Okay. Um, she says uh, on supplements, I take vitamins at different times during the day. I only take what I feel I need on that day. I take Lysine. Never heard of it. It's a natural supplement that's good for stress. On office life, she says, I stop by Martha Cafe in the lobby of my building. It's my cafe. And I check in with them. If I haven't had my coffee at home, I'll have a half a shot of espresso with crema. Um, That's what I have. Or I'll have very delicious yogurt. We have the best yogurt in my cafe. She sounds like Donald Trump. Does she booze at lunch? On lunch, she says, it was just me. If... It was just me in the kitchen today. I had a, chair, a head chairman in for lunch, and we had the most delicious lunch. I brought in fresh artichokes from my garden. We steamed artichokes, and we had a whole curd cottage cheese. <laughs> what in the hell? Who lives like this? Uh, which was from the local farmer's market, and a salad of fresh corn, red and yellow peppers, and cucumbers. I make, uh, usually make my lunch in my full kitchen in my office. Mm. On email, she says, I get 100 emails a day. The phone used to ring hundreds of times, but now it's all email. Uh, nobody has access to my email but me. I forward my invitations to my assistant because she keeps track of them and my travel plans. Wow. Yeah, on drinking on the job. I choose all of my wines from Martha Stewart Wine Company. Didn't even know she had one. Uh, and that is a problem because I am not good at drinking alcoholic beverages during the day. Uh, so that has to be at the end of the day. Yesterday, I tasted 12 wines all starting at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> Here's her advice on uh, getting started for young people. Look for opportunities around you and start with your own expertise, whether it's your vocation or avocation. If you've always loved art, channel that passion and knowledge into being a museum, helping out in a museum, being a museum curator. Never before have so many people had so much knowledge and so much time to use it stick with it don't give up defend your ideas but be flexible success seldom comes in exactly the form you imagine it i love it that I was love good. it yeah did she i talk about dating she didn't uh she didn't talk about dating i heard she likes younger men well and i feel like she and snoop dogg just need to get together like, <laughs> oh right i mean they're like they just recreated the scene from ghost with like demi moore they and patrick Swayze. yeah it was really uncomfortable wow. and that was just in picture form I can't even imagine. Can you imagine Snoop Dogg behind her at a pottery wheel? It was really fucked up. I had these guys. You know, I told you about the Beekman boys, the fabulous Beekman boys. No, who are they? Brent and Josh. They had a show on a network called Planet Green. It used to be Planet Green. Now it's like a Discovery, you know, one of the Discovery channels. But anyway, they have a brand called Beekman 1802. Check them out. They make the most amazing goat milk soap. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, so Brent, no, no, Josh used to work for Martha Stewart. He was a senior VP at her company. They both got laid off. They, you know, bought a farm, so they went to live on their farm. Anyway, I had them on my show, my CW show. They came on the show, and they were saying, oh, Martha Stewart's such a great friend. And then Josh, like, the, the one that didn't work for her is like, you know what? No, no, Brent didn't work for her. He was like, yeah, she's a great friend of ours. She never remembers my name, but. <laughs> but she's a 
friend. But she's she's really great. She's like she did not know my name after like ten years. I thought it was pretty cool to yeah. see the detail of her life. You know, yeah. like so so like specific there. You know, um, one last story before we get to our three date rule, people. Uh, how do you feel about this? An actor, um, Ed Screen. Ed. Sc- oh God. Oh God. I'm gonna like completely mispronounce this. Ed Screen uh, announced that he accepted a role to become an upcoming Hellboy ro- uh, in a Hellboy reboot movie. Um, and then a week later, just this week, dropped out for a very good reason. He was cast as Ben Diamio, an employee of the fictional Bureau of Phenomenal Research and Defense, or best known as his role as Ajax in 2016's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this Hellboy character is actually of Asian descent, is Japanese-American, and Shikrin is not. So that's why this week he came out and said that he is removing himself from the role and people are giving him a lot of credit they're saying like this is the way to handle whitewashing in Hollywood uh, he announced via Twitter that after getting feedback from Hellboy fans it would be best if he dropped out so that role can be cast appropriately what do you think would you um, would you do you think he made the right move do you think it's too sensitive what do you think well I mean who gets a role and doesn't know the part that they're up for in Hollywood isn't it pretty tough he's not like a famous famous actor right no I don't think he, I mean, so, do you think he knew ahead of time that it was Asian, but then he got hell back? Hell yeah. Then he, he got back. that check. He probably got a deposit. And then he got backlash, and then he was like, okay, I think it. so. I mean, it, which isn't, you know, something that's so horrible. You know, he listened to the people, and he thought about it, and then he backed out. So, I mean, I respect him for that. Hopefully he got paid, too. Yeah, he got, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. But now everyone's talking about him. It's not a horrible career move. In that way, because now we Good know his point. name. I didn't before. I didn't even know. I don't even know what Hellboy is. I guess it's a cartoon or something. Yeah. Sorry. It's, I think it's a comic. People will be outraged about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, look, you can always email us. It's Sarah at HeyFrage.com. It's Paul Warren Style at Yahoo.com. We love you guys. Thank we you for spreading so the word. We so love you. Please tell your friends. Tell your friends about the podcast. And if you are single, yeah. we are actually soliciting someone who's going to get some free matchmaking from Three Day Rule. Ooh. So listen for the end of this podcast to find out how. Sounds awesome. Bye, guys! Bye! (laughs) Okay, so um, we wanted to have you guys on because, first of all, Alicia, I've known you for ages. Alicia, speaking of radio, was an intern... What? Yes. At Hot 99.5. That's how we met. No, a but decade ago. You have always had a passion for love and matchmaking. You were on a reality show where you went and tracked down. She tracked down her first love in oh France, God. got back with him, all on a TV I show, and they stayed together for like, what, two years? <laughs> two years. Absolutely. So now you work for Three Day Rule, and we wanted to have you on because we saw you last week when you came to the happy hour that we had at Whitlow's on Wilson. Right. And you were talking about finding love in D.C., and we had a million questions. So Callie's here. <laughs> You're like the top uh, matchmaker in D.C. Um, that is not true. But uh, we, I have had a long run here. We've had a, a really good, yeah. good time here. We launched in January of 2015, so um, I've been with the company since the launch, and it has been great ever since. So we wanted to kind of get a vibe because DC has this reputation of being a terrible place to date, right? Like, and I find the dating scene here fascinating. Paul, you you've been on the dating scene. I've been on it for years <laughs> yeah. before I met Dan. So, what is so hard, or what's the perception about DC dating? Because you guys actually say that DC is like a top place where people find love. I think so. It is. It's very transient. So you have new people coming in and out all the time with changing administrations and different government jobs. Um, But I think it's so competitive. You know, you have all these people that are very highly accomplished, very highly educated, that want someone on par with them. 
And sometimes they have difficulty finding that. They really want a partner in crime and someone who can work the room with them at a gala or a political event. Mm -hmm. And so the standards are very high. Well, here's my question, because, you know, everybody's on Tinder, but you guys are like a paid matchmaking service, right? Right, yeah. We're, we're kind of offline versus all of that online stuff. Um, you know, we have clients that we work very closely with, and we get to know them and what they're looking for and what works in a relationship, and then we essentially go out and find it in real life. But why pay? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you do Bumble, you do Match, you can just hop on, you can hop off. So what's the, what do you guys bring because it's an investment, right? I mean, how much is it to actually like find a match on average? Well, we have well, we have packages, and they range from $4,500 to $7,000 here in D.C., but we also have a free pool that any single can join, and that's where we tap in to match right. our paying clients. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Right, and you pick a lot of women from that, right? Because like a lot of times, or is it? Both women and yeah, men. Yeah, we have both women, women and, men. and men clients, yep, and obviously members of our free pool. So what's the biggest, and jump in here, Paul, because what's the biggest mistake that people make when they're dating because all we hear is the dating disasters all the time like I was asking these guys about the guy that was on seven dates like he lined seven dates up in one bar which I thought was efficient but <laughs> apparently did, people did not find that funny um, but what do people what mistakes are people making you know I, I always tell people to be open minded and we were kind of talking about this um, I think you know people have sort of a checklist of things that they're looking for um, and oftentimes that's not even what works with them in a relationship or, or what they need in a partnership. Um, and, you know, sometimes people will come to us and say, you know, no one under six feet tall or, you know, no one X, Y, and Z. And but isn't the first thing attraction, off. though, you have to be attracted to the person. Absolutely, but because attraction... Because, oh, I like them for the heart. I like them for their mind. But is that really true? I would hope so, yes. How <laughs> more attractive as you get to know them, right? Absolutely, yeah. Attraction, the you have to impression. have multiple levels of, of compatibility mm-hmm. on attraction. Physical, obviously. What about, you know, intellectual, emotional, spiritual for some people? So. Um, oh, yeah, there is that. No, <laughs> no, but I think that that comes, like, later in life. Like, for me, because I'm almost 40, so I've been dating a long, long time. So you now, look good, by the way. Thank you. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, but so now, you know, I think of things a little bit differently. Like, 10 years ago, I'm like, mm-mm, don't even come over here unless you're looking really hot and I want to, you know, yeah. take people this to the next level. I hear that a lot yeah. from people. They'll sit down and they say, because I'll ask, I say, you know what, right off the top of your head is really important to you. And they'll say, 10 years ago, my list was totally different yeah. than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, eHarmony is now talking. Uh, their commercials now say, "Well, I really like eHarmony because people have to pay, and I know they're making an investment, but it's a hundred bucks." I mean, like, is that <laughs> really? Yeah. That's not really an investment, right? Well, yours so, is an investment. Yeah. That's a lot investment. of money. Yeah, that's there's a... definitely something to making that financial commitment, but and also taking the time to re-identify your priorities and really sit down and think about what matters to you. I was saying this because don't you find though it's just really the people? Like I was telling you guys about my girlfriends that are single. And I basically now say to them, I'm like, look, it's you. It's not the men. Like, people, don't you think, like, everyone complains about, like, oh, there's not a good roster of guys in D.C. Like, they're so, they always want to know what you do first. But I'm like, my girlfriends have opportunities all the time to meet men. They shut them down because they order, like, white wine on the first date or they talk about their kid. And I'm like... It's you. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of goes back to the closed-mindedness thing. Like, if someone's going to write someone off because they're ordering a white wine, like, a little bit closed-minded in terms of what is going to work with them in a partnership. So what do you like, by the way, what do you, are, are there rules, like things that you should and shouldn't say on the first date? Like, you know, know what I'm guidelines. saying? Like, <laughs> what, like what? Well, I mean, I feel like you should see if you can connect with someone on sort of a light level rather than like yeah. politics, religion, like this heavy stuff. Like, 
you want to see if there's actually just even a connection there before you dive into the things that are a little bit heavier. So what about telling them that you want to get married and have a kid on the first date? Is that too much? I think the goal of a first date should be to have a second date, oh. right? <laughs> like, and so there's nothing wrong with if that comes up naturally, sharing your priorities. But I think generally you want to just figure out whether the connection is there. Yeah. What do you tell your clients about saying, hey, you want to come back to the group tonight? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> sex on the, on the first date. date. What do you guys think? If you're, okay, <laughs> if you're okay with the idea of potentially not seeing that person again mm-hmm. and you're just right. enjoying the moment, then why not? I mean, right. no judgment. But really? there's, there's a stronger chance that maybe that connection will fizzle faster. Absolutely. Okay, but yeah. why? Because here's my thing. Because I've done this all different ways, right? So, like, I've, I've said to myself, okay, I'm not going to have sex with this guy till the fifth date, right? Mm-hmm. But then the reality is, if he's going to dump you, it doesn't matter if you have sex with him within the first hour or five weeks later, right? He's going to hang out for the nookie and well, he's gone. Well, if you have five dates with him, then you have more than just the sex. I mean, you know, there's a deeper connection. And then that probably makes the intimacy better, right? Right. I think what can happen if you have sex too early is it can create a false sense of intimacy. And you can think that you know the person better than you actually do, and you can feel more connected to them than you would otherwise. Okay. Um, So you want to rush things along, and I think it's the pressure, actually, that kills the relationship. I was just feeling horny and just wanted to (laughs) sex. I mean, honestly, now I used to have all these rules. Like, now if I'm feeling it, I would just get down on the first date. I mean, why wait? Like, you know? I don't know, because don't you feel like... We're not going to tell you not to do that. (laughs) Oh, that's good. You guys don't have any rules. I like that. Our name is funny, because our name is Three Day Rule, obviously, and everyone says, you know, where's the name from? It's from, like, an old antiquated rule where you're supposed to wait three days before reaching out to someone if you're interested in them. But really, we, we think that there sh- really shouldn't be rules. You know, throw the, the rule yes. book out the window. Um, you know, if you're interested in someone, let them know. If you want to have sex with them, yeah. have sex with them. Well, I think some... if I really wanted to protect my investment, my $7,500, I wouldn't have sex on the first date because to <laughs> me, I'm like, look, I got my money at risk here. You know, like, I mean, yeah, you've made a big yeah. commitment. That's a lot. And yeah. chances are that if you do have sex on the first first date. You know, I mean, chances are normally if you have sex on the first date, you won't have a second date. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Or it'll just be about sex. Yeah. 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 It's just which I know it's yeah, true. Like, and it's Sarah still doesn't find anything wrong with any of this. I think almost every woman has had this happen to her, and I'm sure guys as yeah. well. You yeah. know where you, you feel something really strongly and you're living in the moment and it's great. So what's um, the process? I go into you, you decide that I'm right for your company, I pay mm-hmm. you my cash, and then what happens? How do you match me? So we basically are like your dating concierge, right? So we are constantly out scouting for you and looking for people that might make a good match. Our job takes us all over the city, so we're constantly in different neighborhoods, meeting new people. Yeah, we're totally shameless when Completely it comes to shameless. We have no approaching problem people, walking up to someone right, and, yeah. you know, in That's line at the grocery store. That's my favorite gym. part of this job, probably. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 You'll just walk up to people and say what? Anyone like, what's and the everyone. deal? If I see someone that physically might be a type for a client, I actually I say the same thing every time. I'm like, I have a really funny question. Are you single? I'm actually a professional matchmaker. I have a client that might be a fit. Um, people, you would be amazed at how well-received it is. Because um, it's a compliment, I think, to say, like, hey, I see something in you that might be a fit with someone I'm working with. The worst I've ever gotten was no. And then I say, well, you definitely have single friends, because everyone has single friends. And they say, yeah, you know what? I do have a single friend that I'm always trying Maybe to match up. Maybe we can up. have our interns do that for me. Just walk around <laughs> the, to the grocery store. Hi, are you single? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, because... That's what 
guys said is you will hook up a listener, right? So if, yeah, there, is, if there is somebody listening to this podcast that has tried dating, tried everything, you guys are willing to take that person on and hook them up with some dates and see what happens. I would send them on a date, absolutely. Yeah, Find all a right. Match for them. Um, so they can email us. They can yes. email Paul Wharton Style at yahoo.com, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. We'll put them in contact with Alicia and Callie for the three day rule. And I, I want to test it out. I mean, you guys, yeah. It seems. I mean, everybody's looking to find love. So and yeah. we need a uh, black boyfriend for Joelle at least one date. You remember? Yes, our intern. <laughs> yes, never yeah. dated a black yeah. guy. Yeah, really. Yeah, because she's yeah. never dated one. She's a black girl intern here, and okay. she's never dated a, a black guy. So. We got to hook her up. We, we got a up. great pool of them. Yeah, oh my God, I bet. I'm sure they're so high. I know. I always say, I Dan is the last white guy yeah. I'm ever dating. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Poor Dan. <laughs> well, no. No. Too bad, Dan. Keep it. You better keep it hot or otherwise I'm out. Um, okay, where can people find you? 3dayroll.com. T-H-R-E-E-D-A-Y-R-U-L-E. We didn't even get to really talk about Trump. Are people nastier in the dating world now with Trump? Or, I think or people bad? have pretty strong opinions about that. Um, and they will tell, you know, we'll say, what are the deal breakers you have? And a lot of people turn to politics at that point. Um, Did but, they ever say no Democrats? Or they just say no Republicans? I mean, how does that work? Well, this is D.C., so yeah. we get a lot more people that have very strong feelings. And it's, mm-hmm. it's generally not no Republicans. It's generally not a Trump supporter. Okay. Um, that being said, we, we push people a little bit on that. You know, we're like, get to know someone and why they believe these things before just writing them off. Um, you know, but but if it's something that's inherently important to you, it's okay to use it as, you know, a Have you guys as a deal thought about starting the alt-right three-day rule? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know just what? I do. Pitch that to LA. <laughs> yeah, but wait, right. one last thing I want to know. Have Has this process worked for you all in your own dating lives? <laughs> I think we're both in relationships, but we, uh, I was in a relationship long before I became a matchmaker, so. Okay. I, I matchmade myself successfully. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. That's good. I actually set up on that show, which was a got, what got me interested in matchmaking, because that was the first relationship I had. It was incredibly passionate. We loved each other very deeply, but we just weren't compatible on some very basic levels. And so that got me thinking about compatibility and what does make for a solid relationship. You guys are the new Patty Stanger. I swear to God. Like, Patty from Bravo had zero matches. So if you guys get two, like, you can have your show. All right. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.